What's up, Cardboard Nation? Welcome to another episode of Go GTS Live, the Hobbies Web Show. I'm your host, Rob Bertrand. Joining me as always, my co-host and partner in crime, Ivan Lovegren. What's up, dude? Uh, Rob, there's so much up, but I'll tell you what, wasn't it fun watching that intro again and remembering so many great memories of being outside, sporting events, live sporting events, collector events. Pre-social distancing. (laughs) Yeah, well, pre-social distancing, pre-NFL draft from the GM's living room, um, you know, (laughs) a lot of things going on, but it's really fun to look back and just have some fond memories to kick off the show. Also, speaking of what's up, look at this, Rob. I intentionally let my hair, hair be on as you. poofy as possible for, for today's for today's video um, show for obvious reasons. It might be my last video show with this much hair. Yeah, if you're joining us for the first time, Ivan has taken a shave your head challenge for charity. Um, and it, I guess the deal is if we raise a thousand dollars. Uh, Ivan's going to shave his head live on an episode. Uh, do we have an update on, on where that's at? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm two steps behind because I want to make it exact. When I looked about three hours ago, we were at 600 plus of the thousand dollars we needed to raise. So that already scares me. Um, the, fundraiser is being hosted by top shelf breaks on their website, topshelfbreaks.com. And uh, we can maybe tweet out the link here in a little bit for those of you watching. Um, But yeah, we'll keep you updated on that. We'll provide a closer look in. Um, But before we do that, we want to make sure that you are following us on Twitter so that you can be aware of that, as well as the giveaways we're going to do tonight, um, as well as all the other fun stuff we have going on there. So make sure you go to twitter.com slash go GTS live and follow us. And you've got just about one minute to vote in the poll question, which we'll get to in a second. Um, but make sure you vote there because it's pinned and I am about to unpin it to put this show up in its place. So rush over there, vote. And uh, Rob, what else do we have going on in the show tonight? Well, the Go GTS Live Q of the Week poll, we should actually tell them what the, the poll is. Um, and so the question is, what will happen to the secondary market value of sports cards without a return to live sports in 2020 and your options were stay the same decrease significantly or decrease somewhat or increase in anticipation in any amount and taking a look at the poll question some true optimists i like it uh for the most part uh 31.1 percent say decrease somewhat but stay the same is at 28.9 increase in any amount almost the same at 27.8 and decrease significantly currently only receiving 12.2 percent of the vote uh again so weigh in on that it won't be the pin tweet much longer but it'll be in our timeline and we will update that later in the show because we want to know your opinions uh, did you have a, did you vote in the poll, Ivan? I did vote in the poll and sorry, I just thought that we wanted to run through what was going on in the show first. So I got a little kerfuffled. Um, sorry about that. Happy to let you know. Um, 
so the big the big caveat here is always the question without a return to live sports in 2020 i voted stay the same but i think that's a big if that we aren't at yet like i'm just curious what'll happen to them if i'm more curious what would happen to them if sports returns but the economy continues to be in question that's what that's what I'd be more interested in. Whereas if we can well, sort of maintain this float and sports don't return, I think they'll still stay the same at the very least. Yeah. I think if sports returned, that would also mirror um, a lot of other changes in uh, a return to normalcy. And um, I'm, I'm still of the firm belief that if we can – uh, get back to normal, even as late as, you know, mid-summer, um, I think we'll see a pretty strong bounce back pretty quickly uh, from the economy overall. But at some point, yeah, you do have to wonder, uh, who are all these people with the disposable income setting record prices for breaks, individual card values, auctions? I mean, it's it's crazy. And um, at some point, are any of these 23 plus million people that are currently filing for unemployment, how many of those are collectors that are no longer spending money in the market? So, yeah, a lot to sort out, but it, it's such a big picture that I think to, to boil it down into you know a micro question was the best this was the kind of like the best that i could come up with but i did think it produced the results that um at least as far as voting goes now where there's that that good spread and not too much disparity one way or the other um, so, yeah, be sure to vote and weigh in on that. We've got uh, Tops Project 2020 artist Blake Jamison coming on shortly. And uh, we're also going to roll a video of him doing his uh, Don Manningly after his um, appearance here. We've got Hobby Happenings, three great box breaks from Upper Deck. Uh, we'll check out some Tops uh baseball cards with MLB players opening the cards and providing commentary. We'll look ahead at next week's new releases. And yes, there are four products. And then uh, we've got a special throwback Thursday video uh, to close out the program. But in the meantime, let's bring on our guest artist, Blake Jamison to the hot seat. Blake, thanks for taking some time out of your schedule to uh, join us on GoGTS Live. How are you? Great, man. Thank you so much for having me. So let's dive right into it then. <laughs> how does that, uh, how did that come about? I mean, you know, do you have an agent that was approached or did they approach you directly? How does that work? Yeah, so it's crazy. I have been doing professional athlete portraits for about the last two and a half years. And earlier, about six months ago, I had decided because I saw some art by another artist that does uh, athletes, Greg Krindler. He does a ton of stuff with tops. I saw his work and I thought that it was going to be a, it could be a really good fit and I would love to work with tops. And so I reached out to a couple of my contacts and tried to find an in with tops and all of those came up dried. I had no, no contacts. Nobody knew anybody that mattered, I guess. 
And then it was like the same week that that happened. Tops actually reached out to me and said, Hey, I've been following you for a long time and we've got this upcoming tops project that I think could be really cool for your art. Can we set up a time to talk? And that was Jeff, um, who is heading up the project 2020 and it just snowballed from there. It's been amazing. That's really cool to hear. Um, tell us a little bit about what your style is and then from there, how you've translated into baseball cards. Yeah. So stylistically, my art is very inspired by street art and graffiti. That's something that I've always been drawn to and always just thought of as very cool. And so I've taken a street art and graffiti approach, brought it into a studio. This is my art studio, by the way, in New York, and put that work on canvas and selling it to like the fine art market, which is which is pretty crazy and, and cool. And so now like it's also fun working with tops. Like I grew up as a kid collecting baseball cards with my dad. And, you know, we had A season tickets. I grew up in Marin County, north of San Francisco. And so like now, like being able to paint and recreate the cards that I grew up collecting is something special that like I can't even put into words. It's just it's amazing. Tops has been trying to obviously reach a different market with this uh, effort. And from traditional collectors, some of them have been like, whoa, this is a little too much for me. And the ones that like it, though, have been really inspired and have kind of bought into it. Um, I have to be honest. I, yours is the, are the only one so far that I really like. There's some that I go, Oh, that's kind of cool. But when I saw your 69 Nolan Ryan, I was like, yeah, that that's cool. And so when Ivan told me that uh, he had been talking to you, I'm like, yeah, definitely get him on. So when you look to to recreate something that's already iconic, where do you draw inspiration from? Or is it kind of like you think of the card they ask you to do and boom, you've already got an idea? It's a collaborative process for sure. So, and what I mean by that is that uh, there's a few things that I want to do with each card. I want to honor and pay homage to the athlete themselves and that original card that was printed. I also want to respect the collectors and have them involved in the process. And so while something like the Nolan card was created in a vacuum and I just kind of, I had a vision and then I did it. Every card since then has been more of a collaboration between myself and the card community that I've uh, started to get involved with, which I'm very excited about because I grew up collecting cards and it's now, now like everything switched for me and I'm like back in that mode. And so like, for example, with the Dom <laughs> Mattingly, which was my second card release, I decided to flip it and I put like the, the mug shot as the big picture. And I did that one first myself. And then for the, the shot of him in the field, which is smaller and in the corner, I actually did four versions. I painted it on uh, YouTube live and I let people kind of give me feedback as I was doing it. And then once those were done, I put those up online and I let the internet decide which of the four would be the action, would make it to print with tops. And so next, uh, you know, I have my Jackie Robinson out right now, which was kind of a surprise release, which was awesome and we can talk about. But the following card is a Jackie Robinson card, or sorry, is a Ricky Henderson card. 
And that one I did two totally different versions. I did a yellow version and a green version. And I've got a bunch of them. Uh, I've got them up on a bunch of different websites and social media outlets where fans are getting to choose whichever one they like better. And I'll make that one into the card. That's really awesome of you to do that. Um, I'd say of all the artists I've seen, you've been definitely one of the most engaged and coming up with some very fun, unique ways to help connect the fans with the art, not just do the project and post it. Uh, so we really appreciate that. I am curious if, do you actually have any of the examples um, or, you know, do you get a giant printout version that like, what does the artist have as a way yeah. to replicate this? Um, we even tweeted me, a bit uh, about eBay so, today. Okay. Of course. Uh, I'm take my headset off. I'm going to go grab a few things, and I'll show you exactly what I started with and what I end up with, and I'll be right back. Cool. You got it. Awesome. it it's funny you mentioned that, thank, Ivan, because one of the, the things that I want to – Just a little bit of what? <laughs> go ahead. One of the things I wanted to ask was, you know, after the final art is done, do they get to keep the master print or does that become property of tops? Okay, we're back. Okay, so so tops gave me a few different things. They they sent me a digital file of all 20 of the cards that we're supposed to paint. And that's like this Photoshop file that's, that's literally the print file that they make the cards from. And so ultimately at the end, when I deliver my cards, it's in that same format for them. And they also told me that every artist, ha you know, we have different mediums and some of the artists are doodling on actual cards themselves. And so for that, they sent me these boxes. Um, if you can see there. So it is... Uh, it looks like a big box. I got 20 of these. And this was like such a funny thing that I that they said, hey, do you want us to send you cards? Because you could doodle on them too. And, I, and even though I, I don't usually paint this small. And so I thought I was like, okay, well, yeah, send them to me. Let's play with it. And they sent 20 boxes this size, you know, that hold, I don't know, what, 700 cards, 750 cards. And then if you open it up, it's all full of foam. <laughs> so there are uh so this is the card obviously it's 130 point which is what the um uh the project 2020 cards are and they're blank on the back and so i ended up with eight of these of each of the 20 players but they came in these giant boxes i mean i had like a ton it's crazy <laughs> it's funny but these are going to be like super cool and special and also like <laughs> rare in their own right so that's fun so i start with that and i think the moral and usually i'll pull one of those out packing supplies to ship out for the next yeah. two three years right with all those inserts exactly exactly and my dad so i grew up collecting cards with my dad and when i sent him a videos of uh, showing him all these boxes and stuff. And he's like, make sure to keep those boxes. Those are going to be rare because they got, you know, they have the, the card on the front. And uh, anyways, it's super fun. So I start with that. And usually what I'll be doing is I'll be holding one of those cards, looking at it while I'm producing the work on the side. And then the work on the side uh, is done in this size, which is 18 by 24. So this is the Jackie that is live right now. And, um, 
I'm actually painting it. It's also on like foam core or foam board close to like probably 130 point, just like the card, but it's just a lot bigger. And actually I have here. So like, here's an example of, uh, let's get this the right way. So two different, uh, two different Jackies that I did. So we got the green one, green one, yellow one, and I'm letting the internet pick of which one of these is going to be printed. I have like, I have a fun idea for tops. Like I think it'd be so sick if they printed one of these, let's just say green, and then they made the yellow a special insert so that like one out of every hundred that are made, they get a yellow one also, or instead, or I don't know the logistics of how that would work. Um, but I think that would be super fun. And like, I, like I love that tops to me feels, yeah, to me, they feel like they're, in, they're, I don't know, maybe I'm being uh, ambitious and thinking so, but I think they would be open-minded to something like that. Like it would drive sales for them. And uh, it would also just be a super fun interactive thing and tie into like, I don't know, the whole project. I think it would work really well. I was going to add on to that, Blake. Um, I'm curious. You have to have been watching the print runs yeah. of your cards. Um, what are you anticipating happening with uh, the Jackie that's out right now and with what's coming up and in the pipeline? And can you preview anything ahead of the Ricky or beyond the Ricky Henderson? Cool. So, yes, I watch the print runs uh, like everyone else, both for, you know, my own uh, personal interest, I, you know, I'm making a royalty on every card. So if a card sells more, that's great for me. But also I know that like, if a card has a limited print run, then the reseller secondary market is going to be high. And that's also cool because I buy a lot of my own cards too. So, you know, I try not to get too hung up on the print run numbers. I think that there are a lot of different factors that go into it. The player seems to me so far, like the player is the number one uh, impact. The artist also, art, people follow different artists and I think that that does have an impact. And then also the timing. And I, I had a comment on uh, a forum about the timing and different factors. And so that might be who you're paired with, whether it's a different uh, popular artist or a different popular player, that can help. And we've seen that happen so far in the print runs where you'll see, uh, you know, the card that gets paired with a trout is going to do well. And then on top of that, you know, doing something like card number 42, which is out right now, is Jackie Robinson. And that's my Jackie, which is amazing. I think that that timing matters. And I had suggested, uh, again, on that forum saying 40, card number 42 should be somebody's Jackie. And at the time, I didn't think it was going to be mine because I already had my homework and I had my deadlines. And it was just coincidence that I had already submitted my Jackie painting, but tops the next day in my email inbox saying, Hey, we saw that suggestion about Jackie being 42. Do you want to be bumped up? That's going to mean that like you're mm -hmm. coming off hot off your Don Mattingly. You're going to go straight into another card drop. Is that okay? And for me, like, of course, like that's like a huge honor. So I think that that timing is important uh, and meaningful, but mm -hmm. I think the print runs now that we're seeing, you know, outside of the Jeter at, you know, 9,000 and change and then 13,200 for the trout, I think that's going to be the norm. I think that people think that's crazy right now, and they think all these other ones are, are where people are going to settle. But I think that this project is bringing in uh, loads of a new audience, and these people have nothing to do and nothing to look forward to every day because we're all stuck at home. But 
1 p.m. Eastern every single day is giving people a reason to like smash that refresh button. And I know it's frustrating, uh, you know, can be to try and get the card right at one. And, you know, yesterday with the Bowman release, it's uh, it's exciting. Like, you know, I'm humbled to be part of the project and have my card being released in number 42. The fact that Bowman released at 4 p.m. that day was uh, it was challenging, man. I was trying to buy my own cards basically in from 1 p.m. to 7 p.m. and uh, wasn't able to do it until today. So I know that I'm not the only one and other people are messaging about that. But at the same time, like, I mean, that's one of the best problems to have. If too many people want your stuff and they can't buy it on the internet immediately, like if that's my biggest problem, I am insanely grateful. You know, it's, it's pretty cool. Without a doubt. And so who, who then owns the master copy of the paintings? Does Tops own that or do you maintain the rights? So that was something, uh, great question, that was negotiated in the contract. Originally, uh, in my contract, I was supposed to mail the physical hard copy of the painting to Tops, and they would retain ownership both of the copyright of the image in perpetuity for any purposes and uh, they would have the physical copy. Um, you know, as an artist, uh, that's a difficult thing to give up. And while at the end of the day, like I could have, I would have taken anything, whatever top, if top said, we're going to pay you one penny for every card that we produce of yours, I would have taken it <laughs> if that was the best that I could get. But I did push back on a few things. Uh, retaining the originals was one of them. And so I get to keep the physical originals. I send them a digital image that is print run ready and they have the right to use that on that card. And then also for other things, you know, if they do posters or later down the road, if they do inserts or however they choose to use it, that's up to them. So they have like, they own the, the image, I guess. And I own the physical painting. And also as part of that, like I'm not allowed to sell it. Uh, I can't use it for any commercial purposes, but I could do like an art show with all 20 of the pieces of art uh, I would still have to get written permission from Tops, and we've already started that dialogue because they know that I am keeping all 20 paintings, and I do plan to do stuff with them if, as long as we can come to an agreement. Well, I have to think it would be in the best interest of Tops to let at least something like a gallery showing happen because just like Project 2020 mm -hmm. is designed to bring in a street art crowd, a new art crowd – back into the cards of their childhood, it seems like a, a gallery showing, um, you know, I, I'm in Los Angeles and I can just immediately see three spots where you could do that and you'd get an entire group of people that might not be buying cards right now, but who knows what that could cause. So hopefully that all works out and thanks for the insights totally. into the background of the process. Of course, absolutely. Well, that, that shot my uh, next question because if there was ever a chance to own that Nolan Ryan original, <laughs> but wah, 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 sad trombone. Um, I know. Knowing, so as a collector from back in the day, what have you learned about the hobby as it exists now and how much different it is and tell us what your thoughts are on collecting nowadays. Yeah. So 
When I first started collecting, and this applies to baseball cards, and I was a collector at heart, and I still I still am a collector at heart, and I collected a lot of different things. I did, you know, baseball cards. I did Beanie Babies. I did um, uh, Magic the Gathering cards. I did Pokemon cards, and I just remember, like the going, you know, going into the card store and looking at physical inventory of what's what is available to buy right now? Or like I was a huge fan of grab bags, which I know are just like a bunch of junk now. But like as a kid, I'd be like, all right, if I have five bucks, I'm going to buy a grab bag of 50 <laughs> cards and hope to hit something sick. Um, that's like so cool to me and that like physical experience. And by the way, like my childhood card collecting store uh, in San Rafael, California is run by this guy named Bobby. He's an amazing dude. And before all this COVID stuff, uh, coincidentally, it's next door to the art store that I go to. So when I'm in California at my studio there, which is at my parents' house, I drive to San Rafael on 4th Street. I go to this uh, art store, and then next door is the card store that I grew up going to. And so I'll still check in, and I told Bobby that I was like doing this project, and he was kind of blown away because he saw me as like, you know, a tiny little kid where I couldn't even see over the glass. And I was like, which, which grab bag can I buy today? Uh, which is so sick. So like, it's crazy now, like with the internet, because the market is so much bigger and the conversation is so much bigger. And so, you know, it's, it changes, it changes the entire landscape. Like you can see, you know, if, if uh, whatever favorite player of yours and the relic and what that looks like, you can see it online right now. And it used to be that, you could only see it if it was in your local card store. And so like that expanded conversation and expanded universe is like really exciting to see, especially me. Like, you know, before I was a full-time artist, I had a background in digital marketing and like social media marketing was my jam. And so like seeing the impact of that on like the collector community and also like, I mean, how cool is it that like we can all talk about something that we all care about and, and can share you know, I had posted about something about Mark McGuire being my favorite childhood, um, you know, icon. And another card collector DM'd me and said, "Hey, let me have your address. I'm going to send you a care package." And I didn't know what it was going to be. And he sent me like 20 different um, Mark McGuire cards, and it was like it was so cool. And he just did that because because of whatever. And that's like that's insane to me. And that wouldn't have happened you know, 20, 30 years ago when I was collecting cards as a kid, but now like with the internet and meeting new people, it's just, uh, it's magical. It, it really is. And, and it's something that I'm glad you talked about because I think now more than ever, we've really, I think some of us used to take for granted the card collector community that exists online, but there's been a renewed appreciation for it in the time that we're living in right now. But, uh, hey, listen, we're going to go break some boxes and talk some cards. I know you probably got some art yeah. to finish, but yeah. um, I really, really have gonna, enjoyed this yeah. conversation. And you are welcome back anytime, my friend. Thank you. I'm going to, uh, I am going to, uh, do a little bit of painting later tonight. I stream every single night live, uh, 10, 23 PM Eastern, uh, from my studio on YouTube. Um, so I will do that, but like, I've got an hour basically until that happens. And like, I'm going to watch you guys break some boxes. I, I love that stuff. <laughs> 
tonight. We do have some news notes and nuggets from around the hobby that we cover every week for you guys in hobby happenings. So let's dive right in with a look at what's going on in the hobby. We start things off uh, with a couple of quick manufacturer notes as uh, First Leaf is moving to a new redemption site. Uh, that is scheduled to launch tomorrow. So as part of that transition, the current site is offline. So they've asked you to hold off on for trying to get your redemptions fulfilled until then. Uh, and speaking of redemptions, based on a Twitter reply from Panini Customer Service, it was learned this week that Panini will lo no longer be able to fulfill expired redemptions. However, that may not actually be the case. We've reached out to Panini and are waiting a response and we'll update you with any information related to that as soon as we have it available. As we... As we mentioned last week, to help ease the collector angst over the delay of 2020 Bowman baseball, Topps released 2020 Bowman First Edition as an online exclusive this week, and we now have more details about that product. 10 card packs cost $14.99 and are on sale until tomorrow. The set includes 150 prospects with parallels of sky blue falling two per pack unless replaced by the following, either blue numbered to 150, yellow numbered to 75, gold numbered to 50, orange numbered to 25, and reds numbered to five or platinum 101s. In addition, Chrome Prospect autograph cards have been randomly inserted. So as to be expected, unfortunately for Topps, that is, the Topps website crashed almost immediately after the packs went live yesterday as demand absolutely overwhelmed the site's servers. The majority of purchasers, it seemed, were more interested, though, in flipping the first Bowman packs of the year than actually opening them, as dozens of listings seemingly uh, seem to populate eBay almost simultaneously. As an example, this 24-pack lot sold on a best offer of $700, which equates to $29.17 per pack, roughly double the price Tops is selling them for. So around the board table, somebody's going, uh, what did we do wrong here? This was supposed to be a direct-to-consumer product. Why did we leave all this money on the table? Well, anyway, additional packs went on sale today with similar problems. And well, again, tomorrow, who knows? But you now have to be a registered user to purchase. So that's the difference now. And you want me to go, Rob, or are you... Uh, we'll get back on track here. Last Sunday's debut of the ESPN documentary, The Last Dance, did not disappoint. And either did the selling price of this PSA 10 Michael Jordan rookie card, which was perfectly timed to end following the documentary. The gavel dropped on this beauty for, I believe, a record-setting price for the card of $51,600 population 311 on the PSA report. 
In other auction news, Sports Collectors Daily reported that here there was a computing error in shipping cost calculations for some buyers in the last Leland's auction. Rather than recalculating amounts for those affected, the company is instead sending refund checks for all shipping costs to all winning bidders. Quite a gesture and quite a lot of checks. No doubt. 2019-20 Contenders Hockey arrived today exclusively at the uh, official online store of Panini America, boasting the first on-card autographs of New York Rangers top rookie Capo Caco, as well as Vitelli Kraftstoff. And true to its rich contender roots, the direct-to-consumer product also delivers international ticket variations, as well as those trademark playoff ticket, final ticket, and cracked ice ticket parallels. The product is available in three-card and one-card offerings. Each three-card bundle guarantees at least one autograph card numbered to 99 or less. Looking to work in the hobby? Resolution Photo Matching is currently hiring for a senior-level position in business operations. The position is open to both local Seattle candidates and remote candidates outside of Seattle. If you think you'd be a good fit on the Resolution team, contact them with your resume and why you're interested in the position, and they'll follow up with more details. And finally, Onyx announced that they will be launching a YouTube channel that promises to give sports fans and collectors the ultimate experience of behind-the-scenes Onyx videos, player interviews, prospect insight, and product discussions. We can't wait to see what Lance and his team have in store. And that's a look at this week's Hobby Happenings. Interesting. All right. Did you get yourself any Bowman first edition, Ivan? Um, I did. I'm one of those morons that overpaid on eBay, and I am totally fine with that um, because I got two packs. I'm gonna be able to uh, gonna be able to open them and have some fun, and that's enough for me. Um, but you probably don't want to get me started on that because my opinion is actually not that popular. Um, <laughs> kind of crazy but I, I i don't know i have different feelings on bowman first edition than a lot of what i've been seeing from people in chat so gotcha so. yeah rob that poll actually made me think that we uh i'm gonna put up another poll we obviously won't be able to get all the way through it today but it'll be just sort of fun which is who will have the most collectible career from this year's nfl draft well we can always do it next week when the draft's over well, let's, let's just do get it right, the, no let's make it the official poll next week but it's going to be it's going to be old news next week. What? It's going to be old news next week. No, it's, it's not, not like somebody dude. from the fourth round is going to make it onto our poll, right? Dude, so. it is not going to be old news. Save it. That'll be our poll question for next week. Well, why can't we come up with a new one that's relevant next week? It will be relevant next week because all the analysis will be being, being talked about all next week after the draft. No, next week should be about something that happens next week. No, trust me. The draft isn't even over yet, dude. We know that nobody outside of the first round would even be presented as an answer, though. 
Nobody's going to come in and say, oh, the sixth round quarterback from Michigan, he's going to be the most collectible. Nobody says that at this point. While it may be true, and it's a thing I bring up all the time, especially with these products that we just don't know who the real good people are when we're prospecting, even though it's true, doesn't mean that anybody's going to trend a poll that way. So anyway, let's uh, let's take a look at some new releases for next week, uh, four of them. And including one from Historic Autographs that I'm really going to try to get a box uh, sent from the manufacturer to check out. And we kick things off with Historic Autographs Chaos Trading Cards, delivering 10 parallels and 10 letter chase cards in every box. Chaos, Serial Killers, Disasters, Tragedies, and Hope is a controversial yet highly collectible series of trading cards. The COVID-19 crisis has reminded the world that bad things happen all the time. Set's going to focus on natural disasters, tragedies, notorious figures, serial killers, as well as healers, forensic scientists, and lawmen. Historic Autographs put a disclaimer on this saying the series is not meant to offend anyone only educate and parental guidance is suggested as some of the written material is shocking so there's 10 parallels 10 letter chase cards in every box but there's a unique chase so if you collect all the letters from one of the names either clara barton fdr roosevelt j edgar hoover jonas salk or james watson uh, you collect all the letters. Basically, you are going to get the opportunity to exchange that for an autographed item of that person. Uh, the short printed letters are C in Clara, F in FDR, H in J. Edgar Hoover, K in Jonas Salk, and M in James Watson. This will be in stores next week, and we're going to try to get a box. So give a little shout out to Historic Autographs and let them know that you want to see this broken live next week. So it times uh, perfectly well with the email that I send them. <laughs> How's that I for like pandering, it. Ivan? <laughs> I like it. You just want to see some of those those gunshot cards and I'm all for it as well. Um, in probably less uh, shocking but equally packed product, we also have this next week. 2020 Leaf Best of Sports Trading Cards. That's right. The return of the extremely popular buyback release celebrates everything that is great about sports collectibles with a vast selection of rookies, autographs, premium memorabilia, and vintage cards. Plus, Leaf will once again throw a limited number of memorabilia redemptions into the product to spice it up even more. So a box is going to have one of those premium buyback cards uh, with some randomly inserted redemption cards and one Leaf original best of sports insert card with a checklist that includes some exciting names like Mariano Rivera, Adley Rutschman, Joe Burrow, uh, Tua Tagovailoa, uh, Justin Herbert, and many more. So look for autograph cards, memorabilia cards, vintage cards, rookie cards, and other big surprises featuring some of the biggest names in sports. Leaf Best of Sports Trading Cards releases this week. We're going to have to say Tua's name a lot. We should both commit to our audience to learn how to pronounce his last name. I'm going to try. But but what I'm hearing in my ear is literally not what I heard him say on his own thing talking about it, unless it was a mock thing and that's what I missed. So, yeah, we're, we'll do some research and come back to you. 
All right. Next week, we have a hockey product coming at you, brand new in the NHL portfolio for Upper Deck, and we've already got our box ready to go of Upper Deck credentials NHL hockey cards, which is going to deliver at least one autograph card, an acetate or metal card, 13 inserts and parallels, and 32 base cards in every box. Uh, 50 of the best rookies have hard-signed autograph parallels in four versions, including the rare 101 gold parallels. The 50-card base set featuring four unique serial numbered parallels also includes rare purple and black parallels. Some really cool things like through the boards, uh, picture the athletes as they might look through the glass on acetate. Uh, There's a 36-card Star of the Insert Night, uh, Star of the Night Insert Set, excuse me, and then also things that look at things like the physics of the car uh, of the game and a, a lot more including steel wheels metal cards on metal substrate a lot of fun to look forward to in this and so tune in next week when we get a look at nhl credentials and then closing out the week is a long anticipated product that looks fantastic 2020 Star Trek Original Series Archives and Inscriptions Trading Cards. Very cool product from Rittenhouse. Each box is going to deliver two autographs signed on card, including one inscription autograph in every box. You can also chase randomly inserted bonus cards, including sketches, a 44-card set based on the classic episode, The City on the Edge of Forever, as well as cut signature cards. And Joan Collins has signed a special autograph card as a nine-case incentive. So for the super collectors out there, there is a big chase. But of course, any entertainment set's only as good as its signers. And guess how good this one is? William Shatner. Right at the top of the list, of course, Rittenhouse would not miss getting William Shatner, Captain Kirk in a product. You also can get George Takai, Nichelle Nichols, who played Uhura, Bruce Mars as Finnegan, Walter Koenig as Chekhov, uh, Lee Merriweather, Michael Dante, Charlie Brill, and some original uh, classic original series autographs, such as Mel Friedman, who is Hindorf in the episode The Apple, Jay Jones, who played several characters, and many, many more as well as those cut autographs. So beautiful looking product and those inscriptions will be well sought after. Look for that Star Trek collectors this week in hobby shops. And that wraps up a look at hot in the shop, uh, at your shops with curbside pickup or delivery, online retailers, group breakers. So be sure to check those out. All right, uh, Ivan's going to pull some winners for tonight's box breaks. And while he does, we have a special Throwback Thursday video for you off the upright from our very own Russ Cohen, who, believe it or not, I can't believe it's been 14 years since Antonio Cromartie was drafted, one of the best defensive backs, um, I would say, ever. Uh, certainly ranks up there in the top 10. He was drafted in the 2006 NFL draft, and Russ Cohen hmm. spoke with him shortly after he heard his name selected. Check this out, and we'll be right back to wrap it up. Back on the locker room. Now we have special guest Antonio Cromartie, the number 20 pick in the NFL draft, and now member of the San Diego Chargers. Has that sunk in yet? Yeah, it really sunk in. I'm glad to be a Chargers. 
glad to be, very glad. I mean, it's a great thing. I mean, they got a lot of tradition that goes on out there in San Diego, so just ready to start off. Yeah, Nate, I'll tell you, offensively, which is always, you know, defensive player's best friend, they've got some of the best positional players in the sport. You've got LT, a running back. You've got Antonio Gates, a tight end. I mean, that's going to be pretty exciting. You, you know, you may not have to be on the field as much as uh, some of the other uh, defensive backs in the league. Yes, sir. You're right about that. I mean, I, I mean, the receivers that's over there, you got Ken McCarter and guys like that, veterans like that, that's going to really, that's really going to help out the team. And I mean, just being a part of that team like that, it's going to be great. Now, you are a safety, but is it possible that they may have you play another position? Are you, are you good that way if you had to switch to something else for the first year? Yes, uh, I mean, corner is a possibility and stuff. Uh, safety, I mean, it, 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 I'm just ready to get on the field and start playing. Now, everybody was talking about your great hands, and even Michael Irvin was even saying how you could possibly play receiver. Are you going to look to play on both sides of the ball, or are you just going to wait and see what they ask you to do? I was just waiting to see what they asked me to do, but I really just want to play on defense. But if they ask me to play on the receiver side, then that would be fine. Well, with, with defense, you, you certainly have plenty of size, and that's going to really bode well when you have to cover some of the faster, taller receivers as they're all getting taller. How did you learn how to catch so well? Was it as a wide receiver? Was it from another sport like basketball? Where did you get that talent from? I was from football. I just really thought catching the ball a whole lot. Just from the standpoint of just working on a jump machine, catching 250 balls a day. Wow. And, I mean, I mean, I started that in high school, so uh, just catching the balls every single day. And, like, as I got in, when I got injured, I mean, I caught 500 balls a day when I got injured so, uh, before practice. So, I mean, it was just something I always worked hard on. And I imagine you're 100% healthy now and kind of raring and ready to go, right? Yes, sir. I'm just ready to go, ready to get started. Now, we, we all saw you on, on ESPN and maybe even the NFL Network, and you're holding a baby. Whose baby is that? Very that's cute my, kid. That's, that's my little son. That's uh, my little son. So you got uh, some camera time there. Yes, yeah, so he's a young got, got son named Alonzo Cromartie. Ah, uh, that's nice. So you see, now you'll have a, a big memory there because everybody on national TV saw it. So what's one thing that we may not know about you that's kind of goofy? Do you maybe... Uh, Play online computer games, or you know, what's something we don't know about you? Uh, me, I'm, I just love playing PS PlayStation Two. I just, I, I love playing that. I just sitting there, just playing games with, with my, uh, my friends and mm-hmm. my teammates. It's just, it, I mean, it's just something that's relaxing. You get away from things like that. Also, I like playing golf and going fishing. Okay, now when when you let's say I'll, I'll assume you played Madden. What team did you use to play most? Uh, with me, I play. I play with. I, So, uh, me, that, those two teams I played with the most when I played on that. And your, and what are your skills like as a uh, as a video gamer? I can hear you say that again. Oh, how how skilled are you as a video gamer? And uh, do you focus more on offense or defense when you're playing in a video game? Uh, I'm focused on both. So I try to just find different schemes to beat the uh, opponent. So uh, I mean, I just focus on both from both from both standpoints. And how cool is it going to be that you're actually going to get in that game now? Now, how cool it will it be when this year's version comes out and you're on the roster? All right, that's going to be, I mean, I'm going to try to be the first person that... Makes sense, makes sense. Antonio, you still there? Yes, I'm still there. Okay, because it cut out a little. If you could actually just tell me, I think you were going to say you were going to be the first person online or something. Just how excited will you be? I mean, I'm going to be the first person online to go get it. 
Oh, that's I mean, I, I mean, that's how it was when, uh, when I first got on to uh, on the NCAA. I was the first person in line to go get it, so I'll be the first person in line again to go get it. So, uh, you're, probably you know, the, you're probably the fastest, so you probably just beat everybody to it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Trust me. You know, it, 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 it's been... Very, very exciting for me. Right, and what about on the on the trading card end? Did you collect it all as a kid? Or are you going to be looking forward to getting your first football card? And you're going to probably be at the photo shoot in a few weeks. Yes, sir. Um, I, man, I, I collect the cards. I, I still have the Dan South card. And mm. uh, I mean, I have his card and everything. So I mean, it, it, I, I collect the cards since I was five years old. So wow. I, mean, I still and I still have them. And who was your favorite player growing up? I'm gonna say that again. Your favorite player growing up? It, it, it was uh, Deion Sanders. And, uh, I mean, I had Michael Irvin mm-hmm. growing up. I mean, it was just those guys there. Now, are you gonna challenge Michael Irvin and say, "Hey, listen, come on out to practice and uh, you know see if you can get by me"? Will you try and do that? I would challenge anybody. <laughs> I would challenge anybody. I just, I'm just competitive like that, so. I'm, I'm going to do it, you know. Well, listen, Antonio, thanks for taking the time out. Congratulations, and we look forward to seeing you next season. Well, thank you for having me on. Uh, very cool. Thank you, Russ Cohen and Antonio Cromartie. Hope you guys had an opportunity to learn a little bit about Antonio's cards. All right, so we speaking of cards, we have something to give away. Yes, Rob, we do. And not only that, but um, so I got an update during the break from Jennifer Buzzard, Mike's wife, who watches along with him, uh, that I, in the heat of the moment, I misunderstood the out of 25. They believe it's in the Avengers box. It was not meant to be in the Opeachy box. They believe they saw it in the Avengers box. So we won't make you go through it right now, but after the show, double check there and maybe we can always do a little giveaway on an off day. That might be kind of fun. Um, so uh, so thank you so much. We appreciate y'all watching because we only have so many eyes as well. Um, so as a thank you to you for watching and for supporting us, we've got some cards to give away. Now, you followed instructions well enough to enter by going to twitter.com slash live and retweeting and following. Now you got to follow instructions one more time. If you hear your name called, if you are watching live, and you hear your name called, we need you to email us to claim your prize. Email us at gogtslive at gogts.net. It's right down there on the bottom of your screen. Gogtslive at gogts.net. Include your name, your mailing address, your Twitter handle, and what you won so that we can verify that you are, in fact, the winner. Also, if we catch you trying to claim something that's not yours, on purpose, which shouldn't be hard. Like since we're doing Twitter handles, it shouldn't be hard to confuse yourself with somebody else. You and your email address will be blocked from future winnings. So be kind, keep it easy. Don't make Rob have to double check things. Um, and thank you to everybody who, who does play by the rules. We have what 98.9% success rate, Rob. Yeah. I did find that card. I knew it was a parallel. I didn't realize it was numbered to 25. It's a base oh. parallel from Captain Marvel. Does that mean I need to draw nah. one more? Oh, okay. Nah. All right. Um, all right. So that being said, let's announce some winners. 
Coming up first, we've got the Punisher patch card. So thanks again to Upper Deck for the three different boxes of cool product for us to open tonight, starting off with Marvel's The Punisher. And we pulled that cool patch card of uh, Sarah Lieberman, um, played by Jamie Lee Hawkins, I believe. Well, that's going to Al Holsworth. Thank you, Al, for watching. Really appreciate it. Email us to claim your card. Next up is the autograph card from that same set. Uh, that's going to BBALA12JPTCT. BBALA12JPTCT. So you know who you are. You know how to claim your prize. And then finally, that case hit of an SP Gunmetal Gray Punisher card with John Bernthal himself right there is going to Big Bear Bechtel. Congratulations, Big Bear Bechtel. Thank you. Awesome. Next up from Endgame slash Captain Marvel. Well, we pulled one from the Endgame side of that slash, which was Spider-Man, Tom Holland in a shadow box. That's going to CMX97. CMX97. Congratulations. Thank you for watching. And guess what? Even if you make fun of me on Twitter, you can still win because Aropeachy Platinum winner just sent me a tweet like two minutes ago making fun of me and it's fine because I deserved it. But guess what? The randomizer still loves you, Desert Dog 99, and so do I. So Desert Dog 99, you won the uh, green parallel autograph number to 10 from our Opeachy Platinum Hockey Box. So short winners tonight, but some really good winners. Got some really cool stuff there. What do you think? Go ahead and uh, click like if you're watching on Twitch. Uh, or on Periscope, um, stay tuned to the Twitter, twitter.com slash live, and let us know, uh, what was that, send real historic autographs, uh, send historic autographs a Yeah, just let email. them know that you'd like to see GoGTS Live um, open a box of chaos trading cards next week. Yeah. Also, I mean, you can't go wrong with a name like that, right? Right. Also, go to uh, the blog, gogts.net. Find uh, this week's Hobby Musings article from Kelsey Schroyer, where he talks to Lance Fisher and opens a box uh, or two of Onyx Vintage Collection. And Kelsey kindly donated this red ink Robert Pawson for a giveaway. There's a Glean campaign at the end of that post up for that. Uh, so be sure to do that. Uh, the two winners for the Pieces of the Past one-of-one one relic cards from last week's contest were notified by email, so be sure to check your email. And with that, we're done. Uh, special thanks to Blake Jameson, and special thanks to my partner for hooking up that interview. Appreciate that, Ivan. Um, as well as Chris Carlin for getting uh, our shipping back on track with timely uh, products, including three great ones uh, that we got to look at tonight. And also to our man behind the scenes, James Gale, taking care of all the tech. We'll be back with a brand new episode of Go GTS Live, the Hobbies web show next week with a brand new episode. Ivan, any closing thoughts or words? Um, no, just a lot of fun. Stay safe and be well. A actually, there is one, which is remember, it's fun on social media, but be kind as well. You know, um, this isn't for you, Desert Dog 99. Your joke was all in fun. But as we talked about some of the stresses people have had over websites and things and 
you know, even Project 2020 and, and Blake's project there. Like, just remember, there are people on the other end of the accounts. There are people that are working hard to get product to you. Um, so let's at least all try to just take a nice deep breath. Deep cleansing breath. Absolutely. And while you're taking that deep cleansing breath, in the meantime, always be collecting. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next year, next week right here. Bye for now. 